Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pod save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. I'm your host, Anne Gripper. I am joined by Daily Mirror Royal Editor Russell Myers, and we have much to talk about this week, Russell. We do. Hello for the second time, because I was playing with my microphone and getting told off. Yes, we we saved <laughs> we've saved our listeners that pain, but we might as well not have bothered because Russell's confessed up to it anyway. So anyway, hopefully he will Honestly is the best policy. He's had his warning and he'll be on his best behaviour as we talk. I will try. As we talk about William and Kate in Mental Health Awareness Week, about uh, Megan and Harry and Archie. But we're gonna start off with with the Queen, where we should rightly start off because she is the main lady and she has been, you know, doing one of her big jobs this week. She has been to the Houses of Parliament. She has given her Queen's speech, as we talked about in last week's episode. So, you know, she didn't have to sort of write the thing or come up with, she didn't have to come up with a plan, but she did have to turn up and uh, parade through the uh, through the palace. Um ably uh, escorted by her son, Prince Charles, who was there with her. Um, Camilla was there as well. The Queen was not wearing a mask, and everyone else was, essentially, I think. She was getting to be the Queen and, um, you know, Queen's privilege. I think that's, that's a really good option. And she, you know, it wasn't all sort of robes and all that business. It was a very, very fine sort of lilac coat over a dress that she wore for Prince Philip's 99th birthday portrait which was a lovely touch that people spotted so you know it's a big big deal going back in back into the big house for a big job as she's still you know effectively still mourning the loss of her husband really yeah it was i mean it was of course vastly different um her 67th occasion doing this state opening of parliament can you believe it and there's I mean, really only a handful of times when Prince Philip hadn't been there by her side. So, of course, it had added poignancy. Um, What I thought was quite strange is how she she didn't have to wear a mask for this, but she was kind of forced into wearing a mask for for the funeral, which just didn't sit right with me. It seemed... But she wasn't speaking at the funeral. Yeah, but... I suppose she could. Yeah, it's the optics, isn't it? You could have taken one off, could put it on, put it off. But I suppose you know she'd probably not rather not have the fuss and rather be either one thing or, or the, the other. other. Yeah, yeah, so, sure. I suppose yeah. at the funeral, perhaps it masked some um, some feelings either way. But um, but yeah, it was very very different. No sort of ceremonial role robes. The crown was carried in, which I think it has been since. Ooh, it was quite Tessa heavy. 
Well, it's very heavy. 2016, I think, was the last time it was she wore it. So um, this, 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 um, it was it was very, very different. But um, of course, only a smattering of MPs. Quite an empty looking chamber, actually. Lots of reduced pomp and ceremony uh, was the order of the day, really, wasn't it? But however, um, it's it it almost signalled a sort of the process that we're coming back into some stage of normality it's uh, again a big uh, event that is in the calendar every year um and so therefore um that the fact that it's happening at all and that there were actual people present um gives you some indication that perhaps we are going to be you know opening up into a different world hopefully very soon oh yeah can you imagine if the queen had done the opening of parliament via video call I mean, that's there's been some interesting video calls with very the, much uh, so yeah with the uh, M- MPs and things over the over the year and you know the, the little ones that she does that ha- with with engagements have worked have worked very well but I think we'll shall I it. shall I tell you a fun fact tell me a fun fact Russell I love a fun well, fact because it was put, you know, the, the 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 consort's throne wasn't there and I think a lot of people noticed this that mm-hmm. that certainly Charles and Camilla were sitting to the side and the Queen sitting on her own. Now the issue is there, there had previously been a, a pair of thrones, obviously, um, but the, this time the Queen's was was placed in the in the central compartment under the gold canopy, and there, and obviously Charles was who, who had his mask on throughout, um, and had sort of walked the Queen in, uh, holding her hand as they, as they sort of came to the, the the royal gallery. Now the reason that um, the the, the consul's throne wasn't there is because it is actually kept in Norfolk um, under the, the safekeeping of the Lord Great Chamberlain. Um, and we are told that it will return, but they just didn't want to have sort of any unnecessary travel in COVID time. So despite us all getting a little bit back to normal, they thought that would be wholly unnecessary, but it will return probably next year and that the, uh, the consul's throne will be next to the Queen so it will be, again, very, very different next year, which I thought was very, very interesting. So that was because of the COVID and not because of Prince Philip? Yes, it wasn't. So it's, they thought that it would be essentially um, be classed as unnecessary travel, mm-hmm. bringing, this, bringing the people and the throne itself and the people obviously to, to bring it with them. Um, and the number of people who would have had to carry it, they'd have to have been in quite close quarters to each other to be able to do that. Precisely. I don't, I don't imagine you're allowed to take a little forklift truck through the House of Lords very often. <laughs> Possibly <it>. not. <laughs> but I have to say, um, I think something that I found really striking in the pictures, you know, like escorting the Queen, sort of Prince Charles, you know, the the it's not just holding holding his mum's hand, is it? It's very sort of grand, like we are striding down this aisle, sort of it's quite um proud and forward and I don't know, it's, it's, you could almost imagine them sort of careering down in a barn dance style. Sort of well, again, it's quite again, up in the air, it's high. It's very, very, but it's very regal and I think we've got used to seeing like the Queen on Zoom or other web, WebEx available. Web, web video calls. Um, we've got used to seeing the royals on video calls, haven't we? So, like you and me. This, if, well, this, again, fourteen months, fifteen maybe. But it's um, it's kind of like what we expect. We've missed out on all the state banquets, state visits. Um, 
proper dressing <sighs> up. The list is endless, of course, yeah. And even though it wasn't sort of the whole pomp and pageantry about it, there was kind of sort of the, the ceremony was still there. So we were kind of getting a bit of the theatre, um, which is quite exciting. But hopefully there's going to be a few more visits on the horizon and we, we, we will be getting back to normal. And it, I did have some quite sort of strong like flashback echoes. I think it was partly because of the the camera angle of one of those particular photos that was taken that day. As sort of Charles and the Queen came through the little chamber or sort of through the doorway, it reminded me very much of one of those beautiful pictures from Meghan and Harry's wedding day when Charles had taken Meghan's hand and they were coming through into yeah, a room, call. and it was just you know the very different kinds of buildings but both grand in their in their own way and you know different generations of, of women in different roles but in in both occasions prince charles there as sort of supporter and not you know not the main event but being there at, by someone's side at an important mm. time so i thought that was that was interesting and then you know you had, in the actual procession you had camilla trotting along behind so she you know and also, also they're also then seated front and centre up top. You know, there is there is obviously you know, Charles. We're talking about this. Charles has been elevated into sort of patriarch of the family, and what does that mean for the wider family as well? Well, his his supporter, his main supporter, is going to be Camilla. So the fact that she was sitting with him next to the Queen, and the Queen sitting on her own, it, I, I've I've just found that wholly fascinating. Actually, no, it's good, and then. Um... Charles and Camilla have been doing a few visits over the last um, week or so. Camilla went to see the rifles, which looked quite, um, I think she's talking about how much she enjoyed having, um, you know, having her role with them, which was very nice. And then she did a big visit to Berkshire Women's Aid. And we know that sort of domestic, domestic abuse is one of the issues that she has really picked up as a as a cause to run with um and sort of talking about how you know we've all got we've all got a friend essentially um of someone who's who's had issues and yeah also talking about having um had a bit of a hug or half a hug with the grandchildren now that she's had some jabs so yeah well both on both these again i thought it was um again very poignant the the title of um, the colonel in chief for the rifles have been handed down to her by Prince Philip. His last engagement, wasn't it? Essentially, just, he made an effort to meet the soldiers at uh, Windsor Castle. People were quite surprised about how sprightly he was, sort of bounding down the steps at the, at the uh, within the quadrangle, speaking to the soldiers, and then um, he was ramrod straight at the time, wasn't he? And I think that's um, you just just the the, the the images of when. When was that? We were still we were still confined to barracks, weren't we? Because they were up in Gloucestershire, he was at Windsor, and there was sort of this virtual ceremony that went on. Um, the fact that, that that she's now carried this on is particularly poignant. That sort of link, July twenty twenty, it was, and again, it was the last public engagement that 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 he um, that Prince Philip had. I think that the fact that he'd had this association for around that seventy years uh, is is again really important that Camilla takes it on. And I, I, it will be very interesting to see who takes over his patronages because he's had such an embodied association for so many of them. I think Camilla was such a great choice for the rifles. Um, and I think that this, as things start to open up, they're 
due to go to a tour of Estonia. They've just come back from a tour of, of, of Estonia. So definitely there'll be more of an association between um, Camilla and the group whilst they're, uh, whilst they're based in the UK. And then the, the stuff about domestic violence. Obviously, we've come to expect Camilla speaking quite passionately about this subject. You know, over the last few months, she's spoken about how the sort of terror felt by one of her friends that she knew had undergone, you know, under gone a terrible episode with domestic violence. So I think that's why she's speaking so passionately about it because it's uh, actually she's seen the effects personally um, and. And also, I mean, she talked a little bit as well about the sort of guilt almost of not, um, you know, not realising quite how bad things were or maybe not not being there at the moment that somebody somebody really needed you and, and sort of coming coming to learn just how how bad it can be. So, I mean, it's, it's a great piece by Claire Cohen, so who, who from the Telegraph, who accompanied the Duchess of Cornwall on that visit. So um, it is well, well worth looking it up because it's quite um, sort of talks in a lot of detail and sort of a lot of passion really about, um, you know, that sort of idea. You can go along to something with your partner who everybody else thinks is charming. And it, it is that thing of, you know, what the sort of the... <laughs> The perception versus the reality, and that can be, I think, one of the one of the real um, challenges for people. So she's doing, she is doing a great job shining a light on that for sure. Um, go on, Russell. Well, I was just about to say she's she she is sort of echoing this this sentiment that she's patron of this charity, Safe Safe Lives, which have created this incredible scheme where they have. 2,000 pharmacies in the UK, essentially you can go in there and say a safe way, you can mention the code word Annie or say I'm here for Annie. And these, this scheme in the pharmacies will then take you to a, to a safe room where you can then use the services, potentially use a phone to call the police or to call social services, whoever you need to reach out to. Um, and that's something that she's sh- shone a light on. Uh, when you're t- tackling something like domestic violence, it's it's not normally, unfortunately, within, within the, the mainstream job of of the royals. And I think by her taking it on, has been inc- has been incredible. And they've definitely benefited the charities that she's patron of. Um, and you know, by putting it in different uh, publications like the sit down interview with the Telegraph, and then she's done with the Mail, one with the Mail, and then uh, and then overall sort of video calls with these other charities has has really shone a light on it over the past few months. No, it's a good and important cause and I'm glad that she's been, you know, picking it up and, and running with it really. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing what what else she does in that space. And um, I guess talking about the way that uh, different charities can benefit from collaborations with the Royals. So um, Meghan and Harry, they've done a couple of bits around Archie's birthday and Mother's Day. There's a load of nappies that have gone out to um, people who needed them for Mother's Day and also the I mean everybody remembers that super cute picture of little Archie with his you know little bobbly hat with the pom-poms on when uh, in Harry's arms and Harry grinning like a very proud and happy dad and when they were on their sort of Canada trip which was part of their um was part of their Christmas video back when they were on Instagram I made a I made a faux pas last week Russell when I was oh. on 
when not in the podcast, just on the Inst- well, just on the Instagram. The Instagram is also very important, but you know, saying that Megan and Harry were back on Instagram, of course they are not. They shared Archie's birthday picture on their website and a fan Instagram shared it on the Instagram, which was where I saw it. Interesting. So it's it's much easier. Much easier to see it on the social media. Come on, Megan and Harry, get back on that. It's lifestyle. I don't think they will. I don't I think, I don't that's, think it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean I know they're sort of trying to drive the, the traffic to the site, but then surely they could have something that works alongside it. What was quite interesting during the week, actually, when the when William and Kate have changed their uh, their their Instagram handle. Yes, I, I find mean, this, this interesting. Sort of, I'm sort of moving on a bit too quickly here. Did you want to speak? To no, it's fine. We can the, about the picture. It's quite a lovely can, picture. Of, we can come of back to that. Let's talk about. We're talking about the Instagram. I think it's. I think it's actually a good thing that they have changed their handle they've done it in a very professional way because they just did it and they grabbed the old one and shut the other one down so they can't be so the kensington royal still exists but it's a private account that's not doing anything so they basically they basically flipped the name of their account right and and then registered the other one at the same time probably in collaboration talking to instagram because i think usually it takes a little minute for a thing to be re-released um because they obviously wouldn't want to get impersonated but actually if you think about how you write an instagram post if you wanted to tag somebody in you wouldn't Mm. say it was great to be visited by at kensington royal today you would say it was great to be visited by at duke and duchess of cambridge or you know great to see at duke and duchess of cambridge's work so i suspect they'll be getting tagged in a lot more things now which helps to grow their brand because it means that people see it and follow it so well it's all about the brand and and that's what this new youtube yeah kind of i just thought it looked a bit long it is long that is a (laughs) i don't know whether i just thought a little my eyes fell off the page or dfc maybe (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> and other <laughs> we're sounding like those really old people trying oh to, we are we are young again, we? Um, um, well i think listen i think i think it's it is a good move essentially just it just looks a bit perhaps a bit messy but the um the fact that they have released this youtube uh page which profile we, what's it called t- uh, God, we are sounding awfully, awfully old. <laughs> <laughs> channel, it's, it's a channel, Russell. So yeah, last week when we met, they had announced they were going to be launching their YouTube channel. Yeah, it hasn't quite yet dropped, but it's, I think it's got three point three million followers or something ridiculous. I'm the, just going to check it now. Views on well, the that, first had, video. That was the views on the video, which was Let's a very fun little um, montage. Not, not that many. It's got five hundred and seven thousand subscribers, whereas the royal family one's got about eight hundred. 50,000. But that is only after a week. It and is, yeah. They've only put three videos up, really. And so that, um, the sort of first little montage is quite fun. And it's most of it is sort of clips that feel familiar, even if they're new, because you kind of know the settings. But the, the one that did feel like this was a little snippet of the behind the scenes type stuff. I mean, it was quite sweet how they introduced it, saying like, they're going to be videoing everything now. I Making thought it was rather good. Stuff. But the, the, I, the little I, I bit when Kate sweet. was saying, um, you don't need to roll the R when she was, when William was clearly practicing his St. Patrick's Day message, which was, I think it was a bit of Gaelic. In Gaelic, yeah, they would have been doing and, it in Gaelic. Uh, so you don't need to roll Kate, your R's. 
caters presumably the voice <laughs> coach to you know listening to see whether he's managed to pick up pick it up right but no I thought that was uh, that was really nice and I think we'll we'll come back and talk a little more about those later on because we were talking previously before <laughs> about um yeah Archie's Archie's hat and the birthday picture what did you make of the birthday picture Russell well I'm not too sure about the sepia. It kind of looks like a like that sort of reserve for those pictures that you take at theme parks, and you're all dressed up in like a, like you're in a western. But it's a trend. Like they they never they've never done since they left. They've never done a sort of full color photo of Archie. Well, there were yeah, there was that mosaic one for the, but that's the not Christmas real. card. No, sure, I like. I, yeah. I mean, it's sweet. I mean. I, I I don't know how I feel. If you're trying if you're trying to protect a, a child, what's why you why are they putting they're not royal members of the royal family. So they so why are they putting out a picture of Archie on his birthday if they want to protect his privacy? I I, I just don't didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of that, that's the royal thing, isn't it? Like if you're going to put out a picture, Kate takes the pictures of the kids on the birthdays. That's really accepted. Lots of Raw fans wait for those moments. But, and that's, it's, it's, Dave cornered that market, which is really sensible and she does a great job of it. So, why take a photo of the back of your child's head? I mean, but I think, I, I think quite a lot of celebrities do that. So, if you think about how some celebrities, um, you know, when they announce they've had a baby, they don't post a picture of the baby because they want the baby to be protected, but they'll post a picture of, like, you know, them holding the little finger or the old finger hold. Yeah. That's a classic. So, I, I don't, I really don't have a problem with it. I think it's, and also Instagram, the whole thing is stylized. Well, certainly, you know, that was that was its sort of initial starting point. So, I mean, I did think that the massive bunch of balloons, he was at risk of taking off a bit like the, <laughs> like the kids a bit like up. in Up. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But why wouldn't you want a massive bunch of balloons when you're, you know, two years old? So that's, that's great. And, you know, I think, I think as well, probably it's another case of they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. Very much so. Because of course, I think yeah. in so many situations they are. And... They have clearly decided, okay, there is interest in Archie. People do care about Archie. It's, you know, it's not just interest. There are people who want to celebrate him and celebrate his birthday. And we can use that to have a positive effect on the world without it um, sort of damaging and impinging on his. So we saw last year with the, um, the book reading, which raised a huge amount of money. And then this year, encouraging support for um, the vaccination programme. And then they've um, gone back to the Make, Give, Live um, group in New Zealand to, um, to buy these sort of collection of hats. So, you know, I think Kate and William, they've got their way of doing things. And Harry and Meghan are starting to establish their way of doing things so you know it's it's different it'll be interesting to see how it evolves i mean the, the nappies it sounds like they came from procter and procter and gamble it was collaboration with them and they were the people that megan wrote to when famously wrote to when she was younger about an advert that she wasn't happy with so you know it's interesting how how the world changes but, mm. yeah. so there we go um so i thought that was all rather nice um megan appears in a video message 
at the weekend for the Vax Live concert, looking very, very pregnant. And so the they they'd called for support for vaccine donations for Archie's birthday as well. And then Megan in her appearance on Vax Live on the video, she was speaking particularly about the impact that um COVID has had on on women being disproportionately affected. So again, continuing to champion things and issues that are are close to her heart. Um, So part of her message said, women and especially women of colour have seen a generation of economic gain wiped out since the pandemic began. And the 5.5 million women have lost work in the US and 47 million more women around the world are expected to slip into extreme poverty. So that was the message she had there. And certainly I think women in the UK are considered to have been hit harder as well. So I think we're going to be seeing more from Harry and Meghan as they continue to push the vaccine equity message, because clearly there is still a lot to do on that front and also it was nice to see her in a little bit of red so she looked super glam and she had diana's what diana's watch yes she did and i did ask our friend sarah bradbury to have a little look and tell us a bit more about megan what megan chose to wear for her appearance So in Megan's first appearance since the Oprah interview, we can see her wearing a very gorgeous, very vibrant um, Carolina Herrera poppy print shirt dress um, in her virtual appearance. And as we know, Megan loves to support a female designer. Um, and also usually what she wears kind of embodies um, a message or a statement that she's trying to get across. So could the poppy print be a new baby name? For the latest royal arrival, we don't know, but I'm sure Poppy and Archie would be quite the little, quite the little duo we'd like to see running around California. So, stay tuned. Who knows? Um, she paired her outfit with sort of like a clenched fist um, in a sort of female sex symbol, I think it would be. But um, yeah, really, really cool necklace, and of course her Carte Love bracelet, which is a present from Prince Harry, and a Jennifer Mayer mini basil tennis bracelet. Um, and of course, no outfit would be complete with not just one, but two Cartier items. And she wore proudly her um, Princess Diana gold Cartier watch, which is absolutely stunning. Um, I'm actually very jealous of her hair at the moment. She's, whether she's skipping the hairdresser or getting cuts quite frequently, but it's looking unbelievably long and luscious. And I just want to know how is she doing it? Because the last time we saw her, obviously it was up in that sort of, low French bun but you know Megan's hair's always been you know quite long and gorgeous as it is but yeah she's got Rapunzel looks and I'm very very jealous um and I also love her hair colour she's kind of got some sort of balayage honey tones could it just be the natural sun-kissed hair that we are very much lacking in the UK I don't know but yeah I want to know what vitamins she's taking or what her secrets are or what shampoo she's using because something is going very well for her and I am incredibly jealous um, so maybe the new baby will follow suit and have gorgeous long locks, much like Megan. And of course, sticking to what she knows, Megan loves, 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 loves a very smoky eye and a heavy coal pencil liner, which she is rocking here and I am here for it. I might have to zoom in on pictures of her face and try and recreate this look myself. But Megan, whatever she's doing, she's doing it very well. And I am just in absolute awe of her at the moment for someone that's what can we guess seven or eight months pregnant she just looks so beautiful and yeah I'm just I can't get over her hair really 
So, Russell, I'm pretty sure I've seen you. What's your fashion thing that you're meant to be dealing with? Oh, it's because Diana's dress is coming to Kensington Palace. Was that her wedding dress? Yes. Was that when you were like, I'm going to have to get my uh, fashion chops out? <laughs> They're always out. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, um, yes. Well, Diana's dress is going to be loaned to the Royal Collection Trust um, and they are putting it, putting it on display at Kensington Palace. So, um, did we cover this last week? No, I don't think we did. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm, I mean, this might be why I chew, I chew the facts of my friends with, uh, well, in the pub. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I'm, sure, I'm sure they love a bit of Diana's wedding dress chat and all of the well, it's been, It is quite interesting because it's been loaned by Harry and William because they actually own it. And it'll be in all its glory with a 24-foot train, the longest royal train in history, I can well, reliably uh, tell you. I mean, we have, we've done a good line in going to look at royal wedding dresses in the past and Diana so maybe, maybe we'll see if the COVID will allow us to do a little visit and then I might have to bid between you and Sarah Bradbury as to who gets to come along. And oh, sorry, Sarah, no, no competition, no competition. No competition. So um, that is one thing to look forward to. Uh, I'm also looking forward to listening to Harry's podcast, which he's dropped. Because well, I've had a very busy day today and not had a chance yet. And it sounds like it's quite long and he's talking about a lot of things. The main thing I've noticed, I think, is about Archie Scooter. Is it? No, well, I back of the bike. Chance. I haven't had a chance. Yeah, well, that is quite nice, actually. And I did, I've just seen a few of the headlines and I haven't had a chance to hear it either. I think it is quite long, but it's sort of the main headlines talking about he's comparing his right life to. The Truman Show, a uh, fantastic film with um, Jim Carrey, where he's he's sort of in a he's in a TV show, isn't he? And every facet of his life is recorded, and people want to watch it, and they're just absolutely obsessed with. Every, and he's the only one that doesn't know it's. And he's the only one that doesn't know. But again, I think it was again, from just what I've seen, it's, it's quite sad, really. It's saying about how is it saying was he uh, asked if he was in a cage as a royal, and he said it's a job you just grin and bear it, you get on with it spoke about the, he knew in his 20s that he didn't want the job of being a, a full-time royal. I've just seen some quotes here describing the genetic pain of being a royal, saying Charles has suffered and had he and he had done the same to Harry, and he would have done the same as Harry. Well, I mean, that's quite interesting. I will reserve comment on it until I've seen until I've listened to it. But, of course, he's spoken before about how Charles and William are trapped. I just... Um, it, it will be interesting to, to, to hear that. So maybe maybe we'll pick it up on it another time when we've had a chance yeah. to hear it. But it's, apparently it's, 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 it's very wide-ranging. He's obviously doing it to promote his, uh, his Apple um, show with Oprah about mental health, which is coming out in the next few weeks, right? Imminent, imminent. Yeah, imminently. So it's, it's, he's sort of on the, the junket train, isn't he, where he has to, <laughs> to go and speak to people on podcast. Maybe we'll get him on. <laughs> I mean, I, that might be a stretch, I think, Russell. Well, you, you know, aim high, aim high. Okay. So um, I, think I met Megan in a supermarket. They were wearing disguises. Oh, yeah, going this for a date. Totally bizarre. The thing that bothers me most about this is that, um, and, and it's, uh, or not bothers me, I mean, bothers me about going to a supermarket for a date. So they were going, they decided to try and meet up for a, um, for a date in inverted commas in a supermarket in disguise because they thought that people probably wouldn't recognize them there because why would you expect you know prince harry to be in a supermarket um and 
they're talking about buying parchment paper. Megan's like, where you know, can you get the parchment paper? And I can kind of understand, like, we I think it's what we call greaseproof paper. I was about to say we don't call it, but no. yeah, I, th- I thought it was grease, grease. I always, I always paper. enjoy those little linguistic tweaks in between things. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to hearing it. It does sound like it will. I mean, this is the thing about doing that interview with Oprah is once you have said those things, any other interview that you go and do, that same bruise will be poked, essentially, to Mm. go um, a bit more into it or talk about it a bit more. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. But um, there is one organisation that has very much decided where Harry and Meghan belong now, and that is Madame Tussauds, the Waxworks, who are presumably preparing to open up again very soon. But Harry and Meghan are no longer in the royal family area. They are in the celebrity area. So that is, uh, you know, a huge milestone on their departure from the royal family. Um, So, yes, good luck to all of those businesses who will be getting to open up again properly uh, in the coming weeks. Um, So mental health will be the theme of uh, Harry's podcast that is also William and Kate have been doing some mental health awareness week related visits this week Russell yes well it's it's mental health awareness week and um they have been well they've been in Wolverhampton today I don't feel so bad all of a sudden about saying the YouTube and the Instagram because apparently uh William was talking about how he he said I'm not young anymore I'm nearly 40 so don't do sporty, Russell. <laughs> we're all in you're the same on, boat. You're we're on very thin ice here. Well, I'm putting myself in the camp as well. Don't worry about it because, when, you know, we're, uh, all, we're all together. Well, apart, but together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is all for Mental Health Week. So they've been doing quite a lot and they have been in Wolverhampton, sunny Wolverhampton near Birmingham um, in the Midlands. And they've been visiting a number of sort of uh, youth charities charities which have obviously had a tough time during the pandemic not being able to meet up kids who really really benefit from these um charities and it wasn't just all ping pong and football which is there's some great photos out that we've got on the website however um really talking to these charities about how they're going to come out of the covid how the kids have adapted um one way or another and how you know maybe some of them have become a bit more withdrawn because of the uh, the, the pandemic and they've been homeschooling and whatnot but about how they're going to center these um really important um schemes in order to get the kids back out of their bedrooms and playing football playing table tennis and one of the other ones which was called huggle huggle friends i think was a really cool scheme where they bring pets in and they you know let kids basically have a day with a dog or you know they go take them to the farm and they can see sheep and stuff and learn a bit about caring for the animals but also if they've got issues with anxiety and stuff it's um it's 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 really good to try and get them to, to come out of their shell a little bit so yeah they've been having a lot lot of fun i think they're going to do something on friday for mental health minute which again is sort of the country those celebrities uh and William and Kate are doing something which will be posted over the airwaves. So I'm sure they'll be putting something on their YouTube and their uh, and the social media. So uh, so watch out for that as well. No, it was a great one last week, uh, last year, wasn't it? As well, it's, we were in lockdown then as well. So you know, time flies when you're having fun at home. Um, but they also met another dog this week. They met uh, 
Dexter, well, certainly William met Dexter, the Met Police's first welfare and well-being support dog who helps officers deal with stressful and traumatic incidents they come across in the line of duty. And he was down in um, in Croydon where a police officer um, was sadly shot and killed while on duty last year. So spending some time with the police down there. Um, last week, we did talk a little bit about the launch of, we said it was coming up, the launch of Kate's book with the National Portrait Gallery um, and uh, so for charity the Hold Still book and I thought it was very cute that she did this whole um, you know they were all leaving books all around the country as little little surprises with the book fairies. Oh that was really sweet actually I think it's a I mean this book is a triumph and it's um Again, they've been putting things on on social media this week of Kate speaking to some of the finalists. And then some of their stories have been fantastic, sort of re- revisiting them. A few of them popped up here and there when she was doing the uh, the initial book that had 31,000 um, submissions to it. But by hiding these books, I haven't actually seen anyone who's actually won one yet. I thought they'd be quite Yes, no. It, you know, you they haven't... keep telling us about it and I will find... I will yes. find I will have find you found it. any? Oh. Raise your eyebrows. Squint your eyes. What is my phone doing? What? <laughs> what have you got? Some weird act. I don't, I've got no idea. I've been That's told to raise bizarre. my eyebrows and squint my eyes. I'm just not even wow. like I'm trying to make the phone recognise me or anything. I do well. apologise. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and there was me at the beginning having a go for making the phone scratch. Anyway, back to Hold Still. There's been some fantastic stories. The book is out now. It's raising money for Mind, the mental health charity and the National Portrait Gallery's education programme. So... If you haven't got a copy, get out and get a copy. You can order it from the National Portrait Gallery website. But she is also playing Fairy Godmother because she was hiding some uh, books in special places around uh, London. And she hid one in the grounds of Kensington Palace and some have been hidden around the UK with a special uh, message. So it's kind of a bit like Willy Wonka. So I thought we would be... Like the golden tickets. Yeah, so... the golden tickets, indeed. So it's not just Kate that's been doing it, it's been other people that have been involved with the book as well. So um, one person who found it and was very excited was Krish, who is at Krish underscore Krupp on Twitter, who says, my housemate Alice Borsati and I just managed to get the copy hidden on Van Gogh Walk by Nicholas Cullinan. And um, he's posted a picture of the message that was left in it. it. says, Dear Finder, the Hold Still book documents a photography project which captured a portrait of our nation as we lived through the first COVID-19 lockdown last year. The images tell the stories of the challenges we all faced, but also how we came together in the most extraordinary of times. I am proud to work closely with the National Portrait Gallery on this project and thrilled that the book fairies across the country are returning the images to the communities at the heart of Hold Still. Once you have finished looking through the book, please leave it somewhere else in your community for the next person to enjoy. With my very best wishes, Catherine. HRH, the Duchess of Cambridge. Very nice. So, very nice. And she did look super glam in her red coat when she was as she was leaving her one. And what a lovely idea. You can follow the book fairies. They are at the underscore book fairies on Twitter. So yes, that is very nice. And um, the stories that they put up on, on YouTube, the interview with me, they put, so first of all, they put these together really nicely and their phone conversations, but they've been illustrated with, um additional photos and sort of storytelling and the one with four-year-old Mila is about the cutest thing 
in the world as um you know she's saying i know the names of your children and you know you can you do get a real sense of how you know how good kate is talking with small children and sort of encourage it's not easy having a phone call with a four-year-old that when you know neither of you have ever met i mean it's not easy having a convers- phone conversation with a four-year-old that you have met but you know sort of drawing that conversation out and sort of talking about some um some serious things some not so serious things and obviously Mila's a little superstar saying have you got a princess dress it's like I'm not wearing my princess outfit now um <laughs> and so uh, she asked like Mila's favorite color is it it's, like, it's pink it's like oh I have to make, when we meet I'll have to make sure I wear a pink dress so so it's very cute and you know Mila's mum as well talking about the family's experience so yeah that was a real standout i've not had a chance to to watch the other video with Niaz yet but it's, it's shows um it's just an interesting way of sort of putting that longer form I think yeah they've gone yeah, on to youtube they've got yeah it's, it's, it's going to be interesting i'm sure and we'll see some behind the scenes snippets of engagements and and tours and stuff like that so i think it is it is a good it is a good vehicle definitely so that is exciting well we have lots to look forward to. None of it Russell can tell us about, so I'm not even going to ask him. Well, I won't, but I, I was in, I was with uh, Duchess of Cornwall yesterday. All so right, just a little name drop, go just, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, now you but, tell me. But I, well, it was quite interesting. I, I, you talk about how good Kate is with kids. I thought that Camilla, she was visiting some really poorly kids, actually, in, at the Whittington Hospital in North London, and it part of their sort of blood diseases unit. And um, it was actually International Day of the Nurse yesterday so to commemorate that she was visiting the hospital that have a lot of um work with the with the roll doll children's charity and they essentially fund a load of nurses to to care for these really sick kids and she was in the um in the specialist unit speaking to them and uh speaking to this lovely little girl called imam who was telling her all about how she loved riding horses and Camilla said she was going to send her her favourite book which is called I forget it's <laughs> one of the ones that she did for the book club it's though, isn't something it? called Mousy Mouse. There's a, couple, there's a couple of different ones that are horse I mean I, I would imagine that Camilla has got absolutely shelves full of horse related books and I, I bet she's read Jilly Cooper as well like okay. surely Oh, of course. But uh, Moreland Mousy. It's about a pony on Exmouth. And it. Exmouth, presumably. Exmouth is the harbour. Exmouth. Exmouth is like the moor. Yeah, the moor. Yeah, in the southwest of England. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. My neighbourhood. Oh, that's it. Moreland Mousy tells a series of short stories during the life of an Exmoor pony from his birth within a herd on Exmoor to his working life as a domesticated pony. Now, she's spoken about this before because it's part of her reading room book list, which is also on the Instagram that you can check out. And uh, and she's spoken about her childhood memories of the novel. I just thought it was a love... love it. Whenever I do commit a jobs, she's just the ultimate pro. She gets on with everything very like, easily. She forewent the gloves that she was offered to plant two commemorative uh, plants yesterday giving them a shake of the leaf for good luck, which I find hilarious every time her or Charles do it. Is it just those um, two that do that? Is it? I think so. I think because someone asked her yesterday, why do you you do that? (laughs) I don't know. It's just something we've always done. And so I think she means her and Charles because I haven't ever seen any of the others do it, but you never know. 
old uh, William keeps talking about Kate being real big gardener, doesn't he? So maybe Kate does it. Well, as she well. planted the plants up at um, East Anglia Children's Hospital hospice, didn't she? So maybe so who, that came from a baked back to nature garden. Maybe she does. Everyone you plant, give it a little shake. Good luck. Good luck, tree. I've got some. <laughs> I've got some that are overdue being planted out. Not trees, just little, like yeah. small. Plants. Give it a little shake. Give it a little shake and shake. Um, it. And there's you. nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. There's plenty. There's plenty going on. So watch this space. But I can't tell you about it just yet. Oh, it's top secret. Sorry. It's top, I mean, it's, do you know what? There's an awful. There's a lot going on. There's gonna be a lot going. It's gonna be very very busy the next couple this of weeks. So watch this space. It's huh? like your James Bond or something. All of this um, yeah, well, mystery. Yeah, I do. I thought. I thought that myself. Closest you're gonna get to it, there, <laughs> let's face it. Anyway. Right. Um, I've, yes. Apologies once again for. I think I've discovered it was some Instagram reel that decided to launch itself into into sound earlier when I was trying to trying to find the Instagram page for whichever it was. Um, listeners, it's been a delight to have you with us as ever. We are we are still at Pod Save on Instagram. We have not changed our our handle, and we are the same on Twitter as well. And uh, we will look forward to talking to you again very soon until then stay safe stay well and until next time pod save the queen <laughs> <laughs>